Welcome to RPG Cast episode 412 for the week of February 4th, 2017. I'm here, Chris Privetier, bringing you the weekly show about RPG news and uh, stuff to get jealous of out of Japan, and of course, your latest Final Fantasy 14 expansion updates and that sort of things. Uh, joining me this week, Kelly Ryan. Hello. Alice Wilkinson. Hello. And Anna Marie Privetier. Traitor. <laughs> Anna Marie's mad at me because reasons. Uh, we had some nice shakes this morning. How did you all start your morning? You guys got earthquakes? No. We had shakes. Oh. Like sometimes the sort you get that earthquakes. you drink. We oh, don't get I we thought... don't get earthquakes in, in Wisconsin. Because sometimes in Kansas we do. Oh really? Yeah, there's a fault line in Oklahoma. Right. Okay. Did you I get earthquakes? There's a fault line in like the middle of the country. Why wouldn't I, I don't know. I just know that there's been some mornings that we woke up with the walls rattling. Huh. Are you sure it's not just a really big dump truck? Nope. Okay. You always know when there's an earthquake in Kansas because everybody in my Facebook feed feels the need to comment on it. So no, it's not no. just you. You know there's an earthquake in the Midwest because the cows, all they give you is butter the next morning. <laughs> That was a dad joke. Yeah. Ugh. Alice. Alice, how was, yes. how was your morning? Did you have any earthquakes? Please tell us what you've been playing and save us from this conversation. <laughs> have you been playing any Toho? No, no. not recently. Oh, Why? Did you deliver any missiles? No. Oh. 14? A little bit. Yay! 11? Yeah, a little bit of 11 as well. I know, 11. Yeah, because you two were playing it together. Yeah. So what did you play besides those, Alice? I did some more World of Warships. And some Stellaris. <laughs> That's basically it. All stuff I've talked about. For... I, I suppose I've been playing Berseria. Did I talk? I mentioned no, that last No, not week? really. No. no. So I hear well, you the... have to play, like, Exilia and Berseria? No. Uh... What? I uh, know Berseria Bizar- is a distant prequel to Zestiria. Oh, oh, is it? That's it. So you're playing like a previous shepherd or something? Um, kind of. Oh, spoilers for Zestiria. A little, huh? little, little bit more complicated than <laughs> <Okay>. that. <laughs> I haven't finished Zestiria, so maybe I'll go do that first and then try and figure this out. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a as far as I'm aware, it is a very distant prequel to. Um, the world established in Zestiria. Okay. It's not essential, but there are a few things that will make... Um, it will Basically, it will make a number of plot points in Zestiria a lot more clear. Because I think some people said that Zestiria kind of introduced this big wide world and then didn't sort of explain it that much. Mm-hmm. So as a distant prequel, would it behoove you to play Zestiria first and then Zestiria? I mean, you could... You could do it that way around. I think you could kind of do it either way around, really. Because hmm. I have also yet to finish Zestiria, but Berseria looks really interesting. So what do you think is a better game, Alice, so far? 
Um, I think Berseria, if only because it takes the combat system that Cysteria uh, had and then makes it better. Does it make it something you can actually understand? Uh, Chris, if you're still going to get confused by the art progression system, then you're still going to be confused. Like, you don't understand. I don't understand. Nobody understands that battle system. I do. Every, everyone does, it's Chris. Anyone who, can read, not... anyone who can read a wiki can probably understand it. No, Chris, this just is... do what I do. Just button mash. You need a wiki and a spreadsheet and a graphing calculator to understand this battle system. <laughs> I, I would disagree, but... Fine. I, I've never understood a Tails battle system. I've just button mashed until the thing dies. It does work pretty well with button mashing, especially if you set it to easy. That too. <laughs> uh, that was well timed. What was that? Not just David just coming across. You should try talking about it more. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching wrestling with his mom. So. Oh, okay. Um, with his mom? Yeah, on a Skype call. They watch wrestling together? That's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. That's adorable. Yeah. Hell, she watches him play Steam games. Seriously? Yeah. Nice. Using um using uh Steam's you know the Steam streaming. Yeah. Yeah. He just uses that. Cool. Puts on puts on a one man show for just for his for just for his mom. Tell him his mom is cool. Uh darling. The people on the cast are telling me to tell you that your mom's cool. Well, oh, because I was explaining your streaming setup. <laughs> How do they know my mom? <laughs> <laughs> he is looking at me funny. I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, dear. Your mom told me she was cool last All right. Night. So, All right. Kelly, what have you been playing? Well, I got back on the Final Fantasy fourteen train. Ooh, one of us. One of us. And I realized that WoW has turned me into a gigantic diaper baby. Yep. Because <laughs> Yeah. That doesn't Because me. I tried to do a dungeon last night and I didn't get very far. Did you try um, to solo it? No, 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 no. Um you know how WoW tells you when you're getting debuffed and you need to go do the thing so that you don't die? Yeah. You were doing you were doing Temple of Khan and you got doomed, didn't you? Yeah. Doom. Yeah, wow, I actually guessed it. Oh, so this mm -hmm. is a thing that everybody goes through apparently. Yeah, roughly around level thirty five, which is oh. when you do some sunken temple of Khan. <laughs> yeah. Um well I'm try I what happened was um, Am on Amazon, the PS4 version of Heavensward was down to 10 bucks. So I figured, okay, it's cheap enough. I will take the plunge again. You know, just because I've been wanting to play Heavensward, but I just haven't had the time. And I wanted, was waiting for that expansion to get reasonably cheap. So I did that, and I bought some game time and trying to do the quest to actually get into Heavensward and... Like I said, there there was one that takes you into the Temple of Corn, and you know I thought that I could cheese it. And you know, to be fair, the first thing I said when I got into the queue was, "Hey, I'm coming back to the game after a long hiatus." You know, kind of trying to clue in people that you know I might need a little bit of help. And how did that go for it. you? No, okay, they didn't do anything. Yeah, for no. You? no. See, and wow, twice. you'll get people help you a little bit. So usually, sometimes, maybe. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Usually, sometimes, maybe. 
Oh, to be fair, the doom, the 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 doom ability on the first boss cat usually catches everyone the first time. Yeah. So well, wait, I mean, uh, did the whole party die or something, or just you? Oh well, like two. There were two people that me and someone else that were clearly noobs because they had the little sprout next to their name. And of course, nobody explained the fight, so we both got doomed. So and maybe none of finally, you knew it. So someone finally said, hey, you need to go step on the tile if you get doomed. Oh. And then I tried to do it, and then we all wiped it. I was like, okay, screw that. I've got a podcast in the morning. I need to go to bed. <laughs> you just abandoned ship. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's yeah, it kind of... Is yeah, there a reason that you have to do those low-level dungeons at this point? Uh, there is. There is a con. Con is... A, was a side quest dungeon, but oh. there is a later quest required for Heavenswood that requires you to get a single clear on it. Ah, okay. Yeah. So do it with Link Shell, folks. <laughs> or Guild, yeah, we're whatever nice it's called. And, we're nice and, yeah, we're nice and friendly. They'll tell you not to die. <laughs> well, maybe later on I can see if I can't hop into Link Shell and be like, hey, you guys heard my pain earlier today. Yeah, you know, by all means, there's usually people floating around. We've got a couple of other uh, sprites currently going through the level 50 stuff, so sprouts, not sprites. <laughs> they're, 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 friends, they're friends of mine um, from England. Like, about 50% like about of the free companies from England. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that, because Alex was the one that helped me get in. Which, that was well, an interesting experience into itself last night. I was... Go Alex sent me the link show list and I was just going through seeing name by name seeing who was online that could add me and I was like, hey, it's Kelly on RPG Cast. I, I hope if you know need, if, if needs be, you could poke me on Slack. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm... I, I, while I, there, there was a possibility that I would be at work because of time zones and stuff, um, mm -hmm. I am usually around. Um, What's your character's I name? Uh, I will link it to you. Oh, oh, right. Cool. Yeah, because uh, I, I, I am I am the free company leader, so you can't just look at the free company list and look at the person with the shiny uh, leader badge. Oh, right. That's me. Fancy. Yeah. Hey, hey, this free this free company is basically my friend club. <laughs> it's okay? the my friend like, club. Any, pretty much everyone in the free company, as is, is someone who is either, I know personally, or is a friend of someone I know personally. Which oh, so it's like Facebook. Yeah, a little bit like that. <laughs> but all centered around me because I don't have a Facebook account. Me! It's all about me! Simon, please don't so. close the lid of the recording computer. Thank Although uh, probably our, one of our biggest contributors is fellow RP gamer staffer, uh, Twin Bahamut. Twin Bahamut! And his brother, who nearly always sign in together. Brother of Twin Bahamut. Yeah, it's his twin. Oh. Yeah, his twin brother. So, wait, are they both named Twin Bahamut then, and you can't really tell who's who? Um, no. Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, it's Ira, it's Ira and Lucas in-game. Oh. They are, uh, they, they have been consistent, they have consistently been some of the uh, free company's biggest contributors. Like, for example, they were some of the ones, along with another guy called uh, Scrawny Anklebiter, who is not a Lalafell anymore, funnily enough. Um... Yeah. Helped, helped us help the free company buy both its first and second house. We've got a whole village. It takes a village. Well, we sold the previous one. Oh, okay. 
Could we get Cat Six Wireling in the new one? Uh, I'll double check. Okay. We've got plenty of cats, although we've got more dragon goals now. I what? Oh, right. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the description of the free company used to be 60% cat girls by volume. But not anymore, because <laughs> everyone race now changed everybody's, dragon girls. Now everybody's a dragon. <laughs> yes, and ever, so we changed it to now 60% dragon girls by volume. But yeah, I got into that. And to be fair, before I was wiping, I was having a good time. Granted, trying to remember how the hell to play that game was kind of a challenge onto itself. And I had switched from the PS3 version to the PS4 version. And when you do that, it pretty much just wipes all of your settings because it doesn't save like your hotbar and stuff. Your hotbar and stuff server side, it saves it client side. Oh, how convenient. So, yeah, having to be like, okay, what was my rotation again? <laughs> and trying to find that information on the internet was a challenge unto itself. I play a bard, by the way. Well, the funny thing is that some classes don't really develop like proper rotations until level 50. Yeah. No, but, in a number of cases, it's just roll your face down the keyboard until something happens. In my case, controller. Hmm. But one of the nice things about the PS4 version is that you can use the touchpad like a mouse. Mm, yes. I remember my friend mentioning that. You know, one of the nice yeah. things about the PC version is you have an actual mouse. I, I know. <laughs> See, I'm well, too cheap to buy the PS... Well, at the time, I bought the PS3 version at the time because I didn't have a PC that was pow powerful enough to run it. Well, did anybody and, really? <laughs> and I now I... Now I do, but I'm too cheap to rebuy. Mm. Alright. Uh, uh, yeah, I played a little bit of that last night, and I've also been playing quite a bit of Fire Emblem Heroes. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, I, I, I just saw a, I saw an article or something this morning that it's already earned like over a million dollars or something. Um, I think that's one of our stories today. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I made a point to put that one in, but yeah, it's Fire Emblem Light. Basically, if I, I almost want to be condescending and say Fire Emblem for babies. It it's not Fire Emblem, it's a gotcha game. You can even press autoplay and just have it play the levels for you and then it's all about collecting crystals or paying money and drawing five-star things that are strong enough to get through the higher level missions and then even those won't be enough and it's the same curve and grind of all these other phone games and it's just really depressing to me i like it yeah because it has music and fire emblem people bloop, bloop, bloop. which i it's, it's certainly not giving you fire emblem challenge is it anna um no. when you start getting to the higher levels uh, yes. no no i didn't say is it hard i'm saying is it giving you the experience of a fire emblem challenge that's letting you kind of tackle it the same way you would in fire emblem i mean you have four people on the field yeah, and sometimes you're facing five people. Yeah, so I mean, like, what are you going to... But I'm saying you don't have enough to set up the strategies you would in a real Fire Emblem game. Right, you have to think of alternative strategies. But I don't think they're good strategies. Then all of a sudden you have a 40 hit point axe person that's going to mow down all of your spears. So I guess the strategy comes with uh, your team setup, right? Right. So then that's where the game turns into your standard gotcha mechanics and that you now have to have a bunch of high-level pe people of various different classes so that you can combine them right for each map, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You like that? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm liking this game because I like playing Fire Emblem, whether it's bite size or full size. Honestly, it's making me want to go back and finish Revelations, but I have a million things I need to play right yeah, now. Yeah, you should do that, though, because that's like an actual Fire Emblem game. But then I just want to play more Heroes, too. Why? Because I enjoy the small Ugh. challenge. All right, so you're enjoying it, right, Kelly? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, w I will say that it is, it is nice to kind of sit down and just have like a little bite-sized Fire Emblem experience. Mm -hmm. Um at the same time, I kind of wish that there was more to the fights because I feel like the fights are just way too simplistic. Because I, I put an ungodly amount of hours in the Terra battle. Mm -hmm. And that was a similar strategy RPG. I mean, not the same mechanics, but, you know, kind of the same design, you know, using your strengths and weaknesses and stuff like that. And some of the battles in that game got pretty intense. And, you know, this being a portable fire emblem game i kind of wish that the battles would get that kind of intensity and what level so far, are you let's see chrome who i got luckily the did other you, night, yeah did you re-roll for a five star or multiple five stars no i had okay. no idea actually it, it what you need to do when you first fire up the game is immediately put all of your orbs into upgrading the castle so that you can get a hundred percent experience boost I say what you need to do when you first start up the game is keep um, resetting your install until you get some five-star heroes from your first pull. But, all right. Then, yes, you need to boost all your experience gains. I agree. But, yeah, that, the, that was the first thing I did. But I got Krom mm -hmm. just on a lucky break, and he's, like, level 13 or 14. He is OP. Oh, yeah. You're... Wait until you get up closer to 20. What star level is Krom? Five. Yeah. Okay. Good. As long I've as you done get a five three star. full draws, and I have zero five stars. You need to just start over. Willing to buy five stars. <laughs> but I'm like almost all the way through the story. Yeah. Well, you'll get a five star, and you can go through it all again with auto battle. Oh. Turn off combat animations. It'll go a lot faster. No. <laughs> Krom is so OP that he's ridiculous. I love him. I mean, I was happy that I got my favorite Fire Emblem character anyway. Good. And he's just... As long as you're just, having fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean... I don't know how to put it. Look, these gotcha games can be kind of tedious, and I'm at least happy to have one that's from the official source and not a ripoff Fire Emblem because there's so many ripoffs on the App Store. Are there really? It's nice to play an official one. What are the ripoffs you were playing? Oh, I couldn't tell you. There's, okay. I mean, these gotcha games are a dime a dozen. Oh, yeah. I mean, that I agree with. I, I just didn't know there were any that felt like Fire Emblem. If there are, I haven't played them. Oh, okay. But I mean, I'm I'm sure that they're out there. Yeah, I guess with the App Store, that's probably true. <laughs> and then I've been playing a little more Dragon Quest Eight. I finally Ooh. got. Uh, I finally unlocked uh, Cameron Obscura's uh, photo quest, and that has been fun. And are you Trying done with that yet? Hmm? Are you done um, with the camera quests yet? No, they. No. Every time you go to a new place, you get more. Oh. Yeah. 
And it really encourages you to explore because one of the first things that I do is hunt down that golden slime and, and get a photo of it. And there to be multiples in each city. Yeah. And they get to be really tricksy. Yeah, you've got to go into areas and swing around the camera and kind of look behind stuff. I've, like one of them was behind a bar in such an angle that you really mm -hmm. had to be looking for it. And I kind of like it because it encourages you to really explore your yeah, surroundings. Yeah, no, that's something that I was thinking about this week. It's like I would have never gone around these towns like this had I not been hunting for photo opportunities. Yeah, it also right means now, I got like a million mini medals, which I usually don't collect at all in games. See, and that's why I went around the towns the first time I played that game was to get all the mini medals. And that and trying to hunt down alchemy recipes, which you usually find in bookshelves. Yes. Mm. I read all the bookshelves. I I really like your main character's little animation when you go to a bookshelf, how he just kind of points with his finger and flips out a book. Yep. It's just a cool little touch. I'm surprised he can read. Given, how classist of you. That <laughs> sort of society they're depicting, I just don't imagine most people can read. So something I've noticed very curiously, my character is immune to curses. That's part of the story. Okay. You'll get all the explanations you need there. It's just going to take a while because Dragon Quest. Yeah, I just got Angelo in my party and that's where I'm at in mm. the game. He's so dreamy. I, I do like his voice. <laughs> I beat Omegas. Such a pity. Such a pity. Was that the fake boss fight? Or... Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're, you're kind of requisite one in a Dragon Quest game, right? Yes, there is always a fake boss. This is something I've discovered about Dragon Quest. Did you yeah, play anything you else, Kelly? Um, a little bit more Tokyo Mirage sessions. Ooh. I'm still slowly You're splitting getting... your time among a lot of games. I, I I know. I need to laser focus a little bit more, but I didn't think that I would pick up Final Fantasy fourteen this week. Uh yeah, that'll do it to you, huh? Uh, that's kind but, of been uh, my problem this week, because it's like I should be playing Dragon Quest Eight and I play WoW instead. And then it's like yeah. I should sit down and play some Dragon Quest Eight and then I pick up my iPad and I play Fire Emblem instead. Yeah, yeah, gaming ADD, man. <laughs> the bane of every gamer. I mean, the nice thing is, is I've been making a lot of progress. Closer in WoW to the mic. Week. I've been making a lot of progress in WoW this week. I did my first Mythics. And I did all the Mythics, except for one that I can't get into because I haven't finished enough quests in Ceramar. Oh? Yeah. Um, there's like a Star Court one. I forget the name. Yeah, Quarter I don't stars? know. Quarter of the stars. Yeah, I can't go in there yet because I haven't finished enough Ceramar quests. <laughs> it kicked me out. Ah ha ha. So, and like Kelly, I've been playing Dragon Quest Eight. I grind it on metal slimes. I'll have to show you where to do it, Kelly, because it's super easy. Okay. Maybe she doesn't want to grind. In no, an I hour, I went from 25 to 30 and 31. Of course, you're further along with than me. I might not be there yet. Um, no, but you will be there soon. Okay. 
And it is super easy to do once you're is there. Is it in sewers or something? Nope. Mm. It is right outside the lizard, the Royal Lizard Hunting Grounds. Of course. Where else would it be? No, it's... Um, they're outside of the Royal Lizard Hunting Grounds. There's a horse that's p- looking towards two fences, and I think it points you kind of southeast. And you look in that direction, and basically you flip your camera back and forth until a metal slime spawns beside the tree, and then you make it freak out. And there's a whole bunch of places in the terrain where it can get stuck. So you basically just watch it freak out for five to ten seconds until it gets stuck in the terrain, and then you walk up to it and beat it. <laughs> nice. So the cool thing is, is it can spawn up to eight month, eight metal slimes in one go. And so, like, I equip the hero with a boomerang and Jessica with a whip and then just axe and bow for um, the other two because they have uh, crit bonuses. And I basically just wail on the metal slimes and whatever I get, I get. So I, I usually kill between two and five. Yeah, grinding in that game with metal slimes is easy. Yeah, so normally dragging, grinding in a Dragon Quest game is horrible, but this was super easy. I couldn't believe how fast it was. Well, that's what. I mean, that's why metal slimes are so rare and they run away so much. Because if you could just grind on them, it makes it much easier. Well, in in Dragon Quest Eight, they don't they don't despawn. Well, okay. Yeah, that's, that's different. Yeah, and I like it. And I hope they consider doing that for future games. But Yay. still, they should run away after you encounter them. They do. Yeah, I mean, that's how it was. In in the PS2, there was no on-screen enemies, right? So right. it was all random encounters. Right. So you'd find them, luckily, and then it'd be like, oh, they ran away. Oh. Yeah, and I mean, out of a group of eight, sometimes seven of them ran away and I killed one. Like, But it's still one metal slime, which is 1350 experience. Yep, no, yeah, true enough. Good point. And now that there's on-screen enemies, you just basically flick your camera back and forth until one oh, spawns. That's so cheating. It's awesome. It's cheating. Awesome. You playing yeah. anything else? Um, no, I think we talked about Dragon Quest Eight and World of Warcraft and Fire Emblem Heroes. Alex Fuller, are you playing anything? Hello. Hi. <laughs> Alex joins us. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. A wild Alex appears. Yeah. Command. Command. Oh, talking. <laughs> yeah, this is where with, this is where you make with the speaking. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> it is a podcast, unfortunately, so you gotta, yeah, right. yeah. So I finally managed to delete um, Sword Art Online High's realization from my Vita. Is that a good thing? Yes, because he yes, wrote a review for it. More. Oh, you finished it. Yeah. So deletion was like, oh, thank goodness, it's finally gone from my life. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, it's not very good. Not very good, huh? Okay. So no. both Sword Art Online games, not very good, huh? Or how are yeah, there three I now? How I many are played, there? There's, there's three now, and then there's one coming up this year, which is a crossover one. All right, so two out of the three are no good. Yeah, although I hear that the one I didn't play is like worse than these two. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> got it. They got the hat trick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of the same flaws that are in the original like story as well, actually, the story's even more boring than the original one because it's this is boring. <laughs> I mean, are <laughs> they are they not following the anime story? Is this original story? No, it it sort of splits off at the beginning of what, the first game because like the first game sort of continues 
stuff that happens in the original. So I think that's half like halfway through the first anime series. Mm-hmm. Then it splits off and sort of does its own thing, although it uses all the characters that appeared in the anime afterwards. So through mm. magic or something, I don't know. Right. There was an explanation in the first game, but it was sort of just gone. It was just a hand wave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, person's here. Carry on. Got it. Oh, yeah, I mean, the, the combat in it's okay, but the rest of it's just boring. And it seems to be based on the most boring MMO I've ever seen. There's <laughs> <laughs> no quest other than kill X monsters or collect X things, and there's like no interesting locations in the world whatsoever. Yeah. So that's gone. Uh, so that I thought played a bit more city skylines. I was trying to get back into my sort of the one city I sort of played around with and is moderately successful without being a massive failure in terms of cars getting stuck everywhere. <laughs> you got to put up videos of that stuff. Yeah, it did, uh, yeah, I did have a slight issue where I was getting the cars just stuck on a bridge trying to get into my sort of second part of my city although I seem to have solved that just by burning a lot of railways how many expansions are they up to that, with that thing um, it's weird. they sort of got a mixture of expan- sort of semi-expansions and random content packs I, um, I think the two, the two, the two that they consider expansions are the um, the weather one that gave us snow cities and the national, uh, national, the natural disasters one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm using the snow one for this city, but I don't have the natural disasters one. Mm. Yeah, I think I've got a city of around fifty thousand, which I'm quite happy with, and now it's just collecting loads and loads of money that I. So, it's at a state where I can build lots of stuff if I want to. You know, you could just turn off the need for money in that game, right? Yeah. It's- Somewhat cheating. Okay, got it. I say somewhat cheating. Well, it's not technically cheating because they give you it, but it's cheating. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, no, it's more. It's more fun to me to just unlock stuff as I go along. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aside from that, I started playing Dynasty Warriors: God Seekers. Is that the new one? That is a tactical RPG. Oh. Ooh. What? When yeah. does that come out? Last week. I didn't know that came out. Yeah, it's on PS4 and Vita. I don't... Anna, yeah. what's this one? You, you've heard of this. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's on Vita, so I'm going to want it. I feel so I bad. I skipped putting this in the... Really soon. I skipped putting it in the new release list last week because I thought it was a, an actual Dynasty Warriors game. <laughs> oh, I'm clueless. No, here's a proper tactical RPG. Let's see. Silicon Era headline says Dynasty Warriors Godseekers is a decent, if unremarkable, attempt at a Warriors SRPG. Right, and this is kind of the problem is is having played Onimusha Tactics, I have a feeling that this game is going to be okay, but it's not gonna blow my mind, which is why I'm like, I'm gonna wanna play it, because I think it will be novel, mm-hmm. but it's only going to be kind of okay. So I'm hesitant about paying full price for it. Got it. Yeah, I've not played too much so far, but it seems to be sort of the most likely direction it's heading. And it quite you sort of start off with a couple of people and you quite quickly gain sort of three more and then but it's 
fairly standard tactical stuff. It's got a sort of thing, a sort of special synchro move, which is the most interesting part where the sort of everyone just teams up to cause massive damage on various enemies and sort of take take extra turns. But it's pretty enjoyable from what I've played so far. I'm just really early in it, it's so hard to tell exactly how good it's likely to be. And I also started Earthrock Festival of Magic because that came out on, I think... Oh, PS4. PS, like, it came out on PS4, I think, a couple of weeks ago, but I finally got the Kickstarter code that I, ah. well, I backed it whenever that was. I think I got. I think that came out free on some other platform. But yeah, I, I think know. it might have been on Xbox Gold. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yes. Either that or I got it through a Humble Bundle and a code in the... I don't know. I got. I have that game like two different ways. And that's the one I don't know much about this game other than it has a pig in it. Yeah, that's one of the sort of party members. Yeah, it's basically it's basically a JRPG inspired game, and that's pretty much how it's been playing so far. I'm only a couple hours into it, so again, it's one that I'm not far enough to judge it, but it's pretty solid for sort of JRPG inspired things, so turn-based battle system, etc. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Does it have good music at least? Yeah, yeah, actually it does, I think. Good. I think that's what I makes or breaks those music. traditional games. Hmm. Well, all I've been playing this week is Final Fantasy XI. I have lots of gear, Alice. Do <sighs> you? Yeah. Because my, my Black Mage has like almost entirely different stuff than what I had two weeks ago. Which is good. That means the the events and stuff treated me well and ambuscade is treating me okay and and all that stuff. well the, the events the events treated me all right i got a because i got a bunch of like stuff for stuff for thief stuff for blue mage stuff for uh what else did i get you got a well, bunch the, of the stuff for is, jobs I, you don't play right well no the specifically the thing i the thing i was complaining about i think was i only got two weapons i know that i heard that there were people who got a lot of different weapons. I only got two, and they were both from... Uh, I think they were both from the Ruan boss, Nagaraja. Yeah. And one of them was for uh, Bard, which I have at, like, level 15. Mm-hmm. And one of them was for Puppet Master, who I have at level 1. Okay. Um, so I decided to... Uh, the, the only stuff that I did in 11 after... Um, after the event finished this week, was I was like, well, might as well level Puppet Master. Mm. So I did. Okay. And then I just sort of stopped around level 15 about two hours later. But <laughs> It's yeah. even that. I, I, it may have only been an hour. I don't know. It wasn't very long. Not like leveling takes a particularly long time anymore. No. And the, the, most of the stuff that I picked up for Thief can be used for Puppet Master at level 99, that is. All right, so um, the only thing that I probably need is the divinator from one of those uh, mission battlefields, but I can probably farm that up solo, given that I got the other one for summoner a little while ago. I think I need your help for some stuff, but not Do if you? you don't want to play. Um, <laughs> the uh, so I, I'm at the point where I need to do things that need some people in order to kind of get to the next level of gear upgrades for me or to round out some of these sets. 
And so I, I just need another body, preferably one who can melee. <laughs> and I just don't have it. I can't solo this stuff. Um, what are you trying to do? That would, that would be my question. Yeah, Outer Rockazar Skirmish would be one. Because um, I need the upgrade materials for the uh for the that set of skirmish armor and two would be um as high a level of of ambuscade as can be done because i need some of the uh the gallantry items but uh that gets harder i can only i can only do yeah i can only do it on normal so yeah um yeah i thought i had figured out the right trust setup that made me able to do it on normal and i did one and then um, all my subsequent attempts on that same trust setup on normal have been failed. So it's like, at ah! least as far as, I mean, it's not going to be relevant soon because they're going to put the, the February update right. in and change the boss and reset. By the way, if there's anything you want to buy, buy, buy it before, before the update then. goes yep. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it resets your currency every month. Yep. So, um, is you kind of really, it's really made for Amchuchu, the, the tank. Yeah. I can't get it though. It's it's a promotional tank, and they're not in the rotation right now. Yeah, so I think he was in the rotation back in December. Yep, but I wasn't. Um, so yeah, it's it's annoying, but that them's the breaks, unfortunately. Um, he the rune fencer as a tank for that particular fight is very useful just because of their elemental resistances. Yeah, because it allows you to block a fair bit of his area of effect damage. What setup were you using out of curiosity? Um, so I uh, I found that for this one, a paladin rather than a than a ninja tank is better. So Valena roll or Tryon. Um, yep. Noilery as samurai oh, yeah. combined with Zide two because then they skill chain like crazy. Um, then Archiella two for the refresh and stuff, and a Peru for healing. Then I'm okay. black mage. Uh, the only the only change I would make would be. Um, change out the two damage dealers for. Uh, how do you have either version of Uroha? Um, I think she might do better in place of Noyo Noyo's slot. I don't know. That samurai is just TPing like insanity. I know. I used to use her a lot when I was on samurai. Okay. Um. I mean, I don't have any Erohas, I don't think. Okay. Mm. All right. I've got an I mean, Ayame I could swap in. Yeah, yeah. but I think Nodia is better than Ayame. That's all. Right. Nobody It is a pretty good setup. Well, the thing is, is the only thing I can't remember is that boss has a thing where when he drops the... um. Because it's a flan. Everyone remembers flans from Final Fantasy. Yeah, they get um, the ones in Final Fantasy XI. Some of them have this uh, thing where they kind of get this kind of little spiky effect across the the goop on their head. Yep. And when this boss goes smooth, basically has like a smooth head, it seems to take drastically increased damage. Yeah. Like I've hit that thing for over twenty five thousand. So so it has two forms basically. When it's spiky, it's weak to magic. When it's not, it's weak to physical. Except at the very beginning of the fight, where it's not really weak to either. Um, Mm. And and it's all about making it go back and forth, and it's based on how much damage it takes. So I don't know it. You what you might need then is um, replace um, either Zide or Nolio with a magic with a magic damage see, dealer. See, I had Celtius in there instead of Noilier. 
and that yeah, wasn't he's working fit, great. he's almost entirely. Well, I'm the physical. magic damage dealer. I'm a black mage. Oh yeah, so you are. <laughs> okay, well, damage deal harder then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, bursting is hard. I found with trust. I don't know what it is. I'm just I suck at magic bursts in this game, and I probably What's, that's one um, of the biggest thing I need to do is learn how to do that better. Yeah, because that's where the vast majority of your damage is yep. going to come from. So. Yeah, well, like if I hit like a magic burst on fire five, I'm like doing over ten thousand damage, and it's like yeah. oh my gosh, and 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 you, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's your alternative is level scholar. Why? Oh, because they're also really, really good at nuking. Oh, okay. Hey, just a suggestion. No, I, I appreciate that. I don't know that I want to level another job right now because ultimately <laughs> it's like, what am I playing this for? And really, I need to just get away from doing all this event stuff and getting gear and just finish up the story and uninstall yep. this game forever and ever. Just fin Yeah, seriously, just finish the story. You don't even need to do them in order. Just do them. Yeah, um... Yeah. Seriously, all wrong. of them are doable. Even the Abyssia one is doable. Yeah. But, you know, some of the Rhapsody stuff, you need some help. Yeah, that is literally the only one you won't be able to do. Yeah. Part solo, possibly. Unless you had a tank job. Because mm -hmm. I think you can tank the final... If you can tank the final boss, then you can do it. Yeah, you probably could. Oh, well. So. Let's not but talk that's about it. 11 do every, Do everything else first. Okay. Just, just finish them. Doesn't finish matter them. what you do, just finish them. And the good part is that unlocks a bunch of bonuses for you to make you stronger, too. <sighs> or at Let least me level ask up you guys stronger. something. Mm -hmm. Is this story worth it? No. Um, it isn't. Some, a couple of them, like, I say a couple of them are, but... It's very long, um, and there's no voice acting, and the cutscenes are slow, and you have to run around for an hour to get a 10-second cutscene, and I don't know that it's worth it. You could YouTube it all, you know? Yeah, but at least the bits that are there. And then you don't have to do any work. You just get to watch it, and it's a lot less time commitment. I'm not sure what I'm doing. That's the thing. Like, what I find myself wanting to do isn't going to get the story because I find abusing the battle systems and feeling powerful is more fun. So well, I that's your deal. I, I did, know. I did the story. You're right. No. Well, you... Hey... You hunted dragons too for a week, so don't you give me that. I know. The, the allure of the gear make... affected you hey, too. It's nice. It's nice being able to see my thief attack somewhere between six to eight times in one combat round. There, okay. Oh, wow. Nice. That works. Hey, I've got a dagger with quadruple attack on it. So. Quadruple. <clears throat> it's just I'm feeling <sighs> Chris's pain right now because it's always bothered me that I've never finished Final Fantasy XI just because of the, at the time, barrier of entry to get into that game. Uh -huh. And it's one of those things where it's like I've, I've often wondered if I should go back and play it. But I, most of the stuff that you remember that being hard is not hard anymore. So I know um, if that's what you want to do, it's real fun just being able to waltz through most of the game. And then when you get to the very end and you're trying to truly top out your gear and stuff, that's when you start hitting the walls again and you start having to either do stuff with people or, or do a lot of planning or go through a bit of a gear grind and all that stuff. But you don't have to do that for like 90% of the story and any of that old content that you remember so uh you know that's that's where it's at now yeah and and bear in mind i did not get very far in the original 11 i only got to like level 14 before mm-hmm
calling it quits. So, <laughs> so the problem for you then is there is some annoying grinding in unlocking your level up ability. Um, once you get I think to most 50 of those, higher, yeah, I think most. I think most of those are now really easy. Well, you still have to get the items. Even then, I think they've simplified getting those as well. well all right, if you know what you're doing, that might work better. Um, and I mean, not, not that I'm going to run out and get 11 for the PC just because I've got enough crap to play right now, which is just something I've always been curious about. And hearing Chris's pain makes me be like, okay, I, I can just, you know, put 11 as an asterisk on my Final Fantasy record because that game's not as accessible as the other. Remember, I, I'm falling down a hole here. If you have self-control, you won't fall down a hole. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I did it because I could. I'd already followed the level progression up to 99 because I had an active account throughout, uh, well, throughout the last 13 years of the rise and the fall of everything else in that when City of Heroes was closing down, I still had my 11 account. When 14 was busy going through its failure period, I still had my 11 account. When all of the other MMOs that people were saying, man, this is really damn good, were coming out. I still had my 11 account. Because, you know, the, the, the earliest incarnation of, um, say, for example, The Old Republic was kind of bad. No, when it came out, it was good. What are you talking about? It was I disagree. The story was the appeal of The Old Republic. Yeah, but when it that came was out. literally the only thing it yes. had going for it. At yes, the time. it was. It was. But that was fine because that was what you were playing most of your time. It at was first. otherwise a. It was otherwise a dumpster fire yes. of terrible designs. Yeah, and that's decisions. why we didn't you know, play it bit, anymore. <laughs> it, a little bit like vanilla. Well, yeah, but the point is, it got in the way of actually trying to experience the story beyond about level twenty. All right. I mean, yeah, you're right. I actually did kind of like the story. And this is going from someone who has always preferred Star Trek to Star Wars. It just, it was getting to it. When they changed yeah. it a lot later so that you didn't have to side quest and level grind quite so hard, it actually made it vaguely enjoyable. Yeah, all right. But again, and it, but even then it goes back further with other MMOs, like when Rift came out. I mean, everyone remember that? Anyone that, remember that? That was the game that brought public quests to the market. Yeah, that was the thing. It first did world quests, from what I remember, mm-hmm. or one I of them. I thought that Warhammer did world quests first. It was second. Ah, uh, so here's Warhammer the thing. came out later. A, my my confession is, I never actually played Warhammer online. I did, but Rift was already out. Yeah, I think I'd, Rift came out earlier, but I tried the trial of Warhammer, and I thought it was garbage. Yeah, um, Wait. it it had a lot of fan appeal if you were into the Warhammer properties, but yeah. The, there was nothing really about that game that was setting it apart. I mean, I think me and you played it for a week. I mean, it felt very like this is a WoW knockoff, like for people who like Warhammer, you know? And it has this public quest thing, which is pretty good, but um, I was into it because I, I wanted to be a squig herder, and I don't think you got into it at all, Anna. Uh, I played a dwarf with a, a girl dwarf with a beard, mm-hmm. and I smacked things with a big wrench. <laughs> that works i think i mean i while i say that about 11 as well is i was always perennially behind the curve in the when um before when i played the game before chains of promathia came out i didn't even start the zillard storyline i don't think until chains of promathia came out mm-hmm. um with chains of promathia i only ever got to like chapter four or something before the next expansion came out 
I, I sort of made my way halfway into each story and then stopped until the next expansion came out. And even then, I didn't finish any of them until the level cap went up, sure. which allowed me to solo them. Yep. So yeah. I kind of I, I'd already made like the start. It was everything else that was the problem. <laughs> but hey, I'm still glad I did it. They were good stories. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> is that everything we've been playing i th- uh i played a little bit more wind waker last night just to start getting back into that finally because i played way too much freaking 11 i need to stop and i need to play a real game <laughs> or a, a single player game sorry chris do you need an intervention <laughs> uh maybe um i'm trying okay. to start with just balance like all right since I seem to be interested in accomplishing my 11 goals, let's see if I can do it in a balanced manner now that I've spent a bunch of time getting gear. So, we'll see. Uh, well, I'll let you know. We, we love you. We want I'll you let to you get know. better. I'll let you know if I need an intervention. Just, just this, this is me. Let me be me. I don't need help. Anna, I don't need help. Leave me, Anna, get away. I don't need... Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about news, folks! Beep, 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 beep. Chemco Games! I should have did a better job explaining this story in my tracker. <laughs> um, Kemco has a couple Western RPG releases, apparently. Uh, PC and Mac release for Tears Revolude came out. Um, I don't know anything about it, but it's a Kemco game. And the second one was a 3DS version of Legna Tactica. What? So this is the... I think this is the Kemco strategy RPG engine. Okay. So I actually want to try this out. Oh, well, it is uh, originally... It's already out on iOS and stuff, but yep. uh, it's now on eShop, so it's on yep. 3DS. So I don't know. I, I would I mean, think you'd want to play it on... I wretched, but they usually do a little bit of changes gameplay-wise and tidying and tightening things up oh, for, okay. for their ports. I was so. going to say, you should just get it on iOS. It'd probably be cheaper. But... Yeah, but it's usually worth it to get the The, the, the 3DS? Port. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy XII finally got a date this this uh, this week. So much to the delight of site editor Max Storm, Michael Cunningham. July eleventh, twenty seventeen, and July thirteenth in Japan. Mm. Yep. Uh, North America and Europe get it on the eleventh, uh, and yeah, that's all we know. <laughs> it's PS4 only. It's an HD remake, and hopefully, it's good. So we were t- Chris huh. and I were talking about this this week because I I'm sort of torn about whether I should get this because I played 12 and I liked it but it wasn't that long ago I think it was like four years so it isn't like I played it when it first came out and it's like 12 years later and now I want to play it again I actually did play it relatively recently so do I get it at launch because I want to support Square doing good games. Do I wait for a sale? Do I ask for it for Christmas? Like, eh. yeah. Do what I do. What I'm doing with it. Which is. Wait until it comes out on PC. <laughs> mm. I won't play it on PC. Why not? I just don't play PC games. You play. You're playing WoW. Yeah, outside of MMOs. I mean, Final Fantasy XII is actually quite MMO. Anna, I can. I have a cord run across our house. You can play it on the TV mm-hmm. with a controller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fine. 
fine. So fine. what's the difference between me playing it on the PS4 and on the PC? If I'm um, playing it in the living room with... Graphics card settings and cheat engine. So things I don't care about is what you're telling You me. don't care how the game looks? To a point, no. Okay. Alice, why are you well, waiting I mean, for it on PC? Well, because I can't be asked to play it on PS4. <laughs> All right. PS4 it is, Anna. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, I have never been, I've not been the biggest, was never the biggest fan of Final Fantasy XII, but I do think it deserves a fair shake. So you're just waiting for it on sale then? Yeah. Because that's the let's, other thing about it coming to PC. All right, let's get real about it then. You're waiting for price drops. <laughs> yes. All right. I played well, it price, last price. year. Sorry. Oh, I, I, did, I, I played it last. I did also play it fairly recently as well. But. Yeah, and so did yeah, Anna Marie. I, so it's like, why? I don't know. You don't need I, to play I mean, this I soon. played. I, if you remember correctly, I played it last year. I was playing it while we was where when I first started podcasting. Oh, that's right. And then yep. after I finished it, they announced the remake a week <laughs> later. <laughs> Sorry. Oops. And I still I pre-ordered it just now as we was talking. <laughs> you like that game? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a f- fairly decent Final Fantasy game, and I really like the combat, and I love how, just how much exploration there is in the world. It was, you know, kind of what they were trying to go for with Final Fantasy fifteen. Right, and this is kind of my dilemmas. It's like, I liked twelve. I would totally play it again. But where do I put it in terms of weight? Particularly since I haven't played 15. I think you're going to have to see how busy you are at the time of release. And have I got something to keep you all busy? Oh. Elder Scrolls Online, which by all accounts, well, by all accounts, by some accounts, by accounts I've seen, is a pretty decent MMO. I know people at work who play it, and it seems to not be going away. It's getting an expansion, folks. Morrowind is coming to Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, they're adding, it's the largest landmass added since the game's release. Uh, they're also, hey, getting, it's, it, yeah. it's the, uh, it's the Elder Scrolls version of when Blizzard broke the glass and released Demon Hunters. Yeah. It's like, oh crap, our subs are going somewhere. We should do something important. Hey, why don't we do Morrowind? Well, yeah. Well, remember Elder Scrolls is a pay once and then just play. Yeah. It's buy to play. So that's, you don't have to sub the game, but all right, well, but if you sub, you get bonuses and stuff, right? So, all right. So this is a uh, new class, new PVP mode. Uh, ba ba It's set 700 years before the events of Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Uh, you explore the land. The major landmarks are still there, or I guess are there, of course, because they wouldn't be because it's earlier. Well, whatever. That might be after. <laughs> it might be after. Yeah. Oh, okay. That might be a mistake. It might be a mistake. Okay. I, I thought ESO was in the past, though, so I think you're right. Um, but, all right. The new class in the game is the Warden, a nature-based character. Uh, um, the Warden's key feature will be the War Bear, a companion fighter that aids the Warden in combat. So you get a pet bear. Woo! And let's see. You can... All right. So here you go. How do you get into this expansion? So you can buy the standard edition, which features Tamriel Unlimited as well, which is the Tamriel Unlimited is just the original game, isn't it? 
So I don't know what that means. Well, uh, that's sort of the release. Right. But, when they relaunched it. But I mean, that's what you would get. Well, all right. You didn't have to buy that if you yeah, already had it. Game. So, <laughs> all right. So yeah. fifty nine ninety nine. Uh, if you already own the game, an upgrade edition will be thirty nine ninety nine. Okay, I see. So sixty bucks gets you in, and you get everything. Forty bucks for an upgrade, and if you want to have a collector's edition, it's a hundred bucks, and it includes, in addition to both the base game and the expansion, a twelve inch dwarven colossus statue. Yes, Dwarven Colossus. There's a juxtaposition for you. A full-color Naryu's journal, which will chronicle a Morag Tong assassin with featured concept art, a map of Morrowind, an exclusive metallic case, and uh, everything that's listed in this next edition, which is a digital collector's edition. So for 80 bucks, meaning all that physical stuff is apparently only worth 20 bucks, uh, for only 80 bucks, or as an upgrade for only 60 bucks, you get a digital collector's edition. So 80 is everything um, if you don't have the game now. 60 if you want the upgrade with the collector's goodies, which would be a gray bear for use with your warden character. An armored warhorse because, you know, Elder Scrolls and horse armor just have a long history. Um, personal dwarven spider pet. A Morag Tong gear converter. I don't know what that means. And exclusive emotes. Uh, all pre-orders come with the discovery pack, which is some other bonuses that you get for pre-ordering, um, an exclusive warden output, a dwarven, uh, war dog pet, and a dwarven crown crate of randomized loot and experience scrolls to, uh, get, get a boost of experience for two hours. So there you go. Coming out on June 6th, PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Mac. Yeah. It's 700 years before Morrowind. Okay. Um, so I have Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, I wanted to get into this some, and then I got distracted with other games last year, and then Elder Scrolls um, HD Edition, even more HD Edition came out for Skyrim, and I ne- I just never got back into it. But uh, I don't know. So I don't know if I'll be jumping into this expansion. Oh, Fairy Fencer F is coming to Steam. This is uh, for Anna Marie. No, I wait. She doesn't... Fin- I thought- well, Fairy Fence of Esper is already on Steam. Uh, Maybe it's the new one? Idea Factory yes. International announced it will be releasing Fairy Fencer F Advent Dark Force for PC on Steam oh, on is, February 14th. Yeah, that's the newest. So it's the okay. new one. Um, it's already out on PS4, right? So is it, a, it isn't a sequel, isn't it? It's a remake? No, it's kind of like 1.5. Okay. okay. So it's go. like an enhanced remake with some additional content. Well, this is not for Anna Marie because she will just play on the PS4. Yep. And Simon is licking the remnants of the smoothie in my cup. Really? It's really weird. Huh. I'm surprised he likes His it. His tongue is really long. <laughs> Look at that Carrying thing. On. Um, we have a fire emblem block. What's in this smoothie again? Is anything bad for cats? Pineapple, mango, honey. And Greek yogurt. Yeah. You have to mention that. That's important. All right. Um, Okay. Wow. That tongue's really good at getting this clean. We should use them as a dishwasher. Oh, yeah. We talked about it. And it made $3 million in its first day. How do we know that? Um, Metrics compiled by app marketing firm Sensor Tower suggest Fire Emblem Hero is off to a good start. According to the firm's store intelligence data, combined worldwide downloads have surpassed 2 million, bringing in an estimated $2.9 million in its first day of availability. Hmm. 
Okay. Well, that's a lot of money. Yep. <laughs> and so the interesting thing is, is even though Super Mario Run made more money in its first day, it made just over $10 million. Um, no, that was Pokemon Go. No, that was... I'm looking at the graph. Super Mario Run was 8.4. Sorry, 8.4. Um, when Super Mario Run came out, um, the stock price of Nintendo went down. Yep. And so did DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, the, after the first day of Fire Emblem Heroes, <laughs> it um, went up. the stock went up 6%. Because guess what? Investors plus game quality, there's no correlation. <laughs> Don't expect it to... Well, and here's the other thing is, I forgot to save it. I saw it in a tweet. Someone laid out which stores um, Fire Emblem hit number one in versus Super Mario Run, or at least top 10. Uh And like Fire Emblem Heroes is like, has been basically top five since it came out. And I think the highest Super Mario Run got in Japan was like 60 something. Really? Yeah. No. Okay. And like I said, I'm I'm kicking myself because thought i saved that tweet and i didn't isn't super mario run also ios only uh yes but we're talking yeah. about ios numbers here oh really okay. yes okay hmm. um the other interesting thing about fire emblem we learned this week is so nintendo had a big financial results briefing and i left 99 percent of it out because it's not super interesting to us as rpg fanatics as rpg gamers Um, But the one thing that they talked about um, is that in Japan, Fire Emblem Fates sold about half a million copies. Yeah. And it's already sold 1.1 million in overseas. And overseas is um, considered North America, Europe, and Australia. Um, And the people who buy it are mostly in their 20s and 30s? Yes. Hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, Fireman players are typically, quote-unquote, older. So we'll see if that reflects in the mobile game, too. And kind of tagging along behind the Fire Emblem block, the RPG RPG Maker Maker Fess. Um, This is how you make new Persona games, or what? No, this is how you Persona make Fire Emblem Persona 3 FES. You don't rem- Oh, what? Really? Yeah. It's RPG Maker to make Fire Emblem games. No. It's made by the guy who made the first Fire Emblem game. Is that what he's doing now? Yes. So the program has now been purchased 300,000 times. It's only in Japan, though. Correct. That's just the new RPG Maker. That's not the Fire Emblem one. <laughs> ah, Anna's wrong. Anna's wrong. The RPG Maker Fest player has been downloaded 300,000 times. Let's see here. That's just the thing that plays the games as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's not hold on, hold on, hold on. RPG stuff. The RP- RPG Maker Fest is an RPG creation tool for the 3DS published by Kadokawa in 2016. This is the first entry in the RPG Maker series in about five years. It allows you to share your creations online. Yes. So it's a 3DS one. Yes. That's what's special about it. It's not that it's Fire Emblem. But um, it sounds like you can make Fire Emblem style games in it, I guess. But you probably could do that in other ones, too. Mm, It's a lot harder. This Um, is specifically made to make tactical RPGs. Along with other games, I assume. Hmm. You don't want to concede this, yeah, do you? Yeah, I think you're confusing it with something else. 
right. Maybe. I'm looking at a trailer now from them just to try and settle this. Um, Anyways, um, and people have downloaded 1.5 million games. Which I thought was cool. Sorry, I'm just looking through RPG making on the 3DS and I've decided that I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> that sounds awful. I want to make it on a device designed for input. All right. Uh, let's see. Xseed is unsure if they're going to bring out the Trio of Towns DLC, apparently. But uh, hey. Uh, let's see. Uh, they haven't decided if they're going to localize it or not because it's apparently really text heavy. And um, so they could put that effort and into it and then charge money for it. Um, but the amount of work would be a lot. Um, so they'd have to charge a lot and people would be upset probably. Um, or they could put not a lot of effort. Well, I guess. Or they could put that effort towards a new game. Right. And that I would mean, be much more worth I, their time. I think sort of the crux of the problem is, is all of this DLC is free in Japan. Yeah. Um, um, but to localize it, I think the crux of the problem is they wouldn't be able to charge enough for it here that people would be willing to pay to make it worth their time. I mean, they figure it's about 200,000 characters, which is like a corpse party game. Yeah, they should, they should probably not spend their time on that then <laughs> put it into a new game. I mean, the <laughs> dilemma is, is it's like some of these DLC updates are super important. So for example, if you marry Inari, who is a genderless character, their gender is the opposite of whatever your character is. Yeah. Um, they have no wedding outfit, and you can't have children with them, and they don't live with you. So the DLC fixes One that? One of the DLCs gives them a wedding outfit, moves them in with you, and you can have a kid with them. Well, can they just... Maybe they can pick some of the DLC that has less text and put um, just those out. That... I mean, the problem is, is that bundle also includes uh, Wufio and Stephanie as marriage candidates. That's oh. the biggest DLC. <laughs> All right. And I mean, the problem is, is which, nobody wins. Which DLCs do you cut? The one that adds like multiple new events and a crap load of new lines to everybody? Mm -hmm. Do you cut like the DLC candidates? Do you cut like the the one where they add a whole bunch of new in-game events and like yet again more lines and here's the other thing that you've crazy. now listed two that add a bunch of events and new lines yeah. to everybody yeah so dlc <laughs> two and four were both um oh. about adding events All and right. new new lines dlc one was like a bunch of new costumes there were new costumes in dlc two well and here's the biggest problem they put patches into the dlc because <laughs> they're free right Oops. So, yeah. That's going to be an interesting one to see how it develops. So, Square Enix did a presentation in Japan and put out a key visual asset for the Final Fantasy VII remake. And literally for the next three days, there was articles on every single website that I read breaking down what the new key art asset really means. It's Squall. Or it's... It's not it's, Squall. It's Cloud and Sephiroth. <laughs> yeah, I've got it up on the screen Midgar. here. That's it. It's just some artwork. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Seriously, like a million <laughs> articles breaking down what this art could mean. Oh, for goodness sake. I was just like, are you serious, guys? Anyways, this next story is for Chris. Uh, oh, 
World of Final Fantasy is getting Balthier here in the U.S.? Yes. Yay. No release date. No. Yeah, we yeah, we already ho- covered that he was coming to it in, in Japan. But All right, cool. Um, let's see. I found Final- the name of the Fire Emblem Maker thing. Oh, what, oh, is, what it? is it? It's SRPG Studio. Oh, you know what? I did totally mix it up. My bad. It's a different company, isn't it? Isn't that the company yeah, that just makes RPG Maker? Or am I getting confused? Oh, is it from Kadokawa as well? No, I think no. That one is from the guy who created the initial Fire Emblem game, I think. Ah, I do because I do seem to remember us discussing yeah. that. RPG I... Maker is Kadokawa, but this was SRPG Studio or someone it's different. Literally srpgstudio.com. Um, and it looks like it's out. Yeah. Okay. My bad. Is it out in English, though? No. Well, um, I think my Chrome must no. be auto-translating. <laughs> yeah, because the site's in Japanese. Yeah, Windows Vista, Windows 7, Windows 8. They don't... <laughs> Guys, come on. At least list Windows 10. Oh, come yeah, on. there we are. It's 5,940 5, yen. Yep. Yes, it is. So, it's a $60 game. And, uh, yeah. And you got to buy it on dlsite.com, which is also Japanese... Oh, wait, they have an English button. Let's see what this does. English. Uh, they don't have the game on the English version of the site, apparently, or they don't remember what you were looking at, because that's great. Thanks, guys. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, okay. So the English version only has, like, English stuff. And there's a lot of scantily clad women on this site, so we're going to close that down. <laughs> apparently, uh, some more... Um, um, sensory. Hey, Final Fantasy 15 details, folks. Yay. Uh, the so, dir- go ahead. Tabata still says he wants to port it to PC. Yep. Yes, that is the long and short of it. And um, oh, look, another PS4 game that I'll probably end up buying again. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's some more D- DLC details. We have dates for stuff now. They had the 30th anniversary stage event for Final Fantasy. So this is where all this stuff came out, I think. Yep. Um, so the first titled, the booster pack, will become available on tr- the February 21st. This pack comes in a free version and a paid version. Um, it'll include an outfit called the Magitech Exosuit, which will make you invincible for 30 minutes, but has a 24-hour cooldown. Uh, there are no details on the complete list of items or its paid equivalent. Uh, and of course, if you have a season pass, you get the paid version. The first DLC story, episode Gladio, will be out on March 28th. It'll follow Gladio's perspective and will feature an appearance from recurring character Gilgamesh. Uh, It's part of the season pass or a separate purchase. No price given. And the next episode, episode Prompto, will be out in June-ish. And then a Piano Collection CD is coming out for 15 and Yoko Shimomura was the main composer of the game. You may know her from such games as Kingdom Hearts. And she's playing... Uh, uh, she produced the album. I guess she's not the one playing it. But uh, there's songs on the album. So it'll be out on... Uh, you can pre-order it on Square Enix's official store. Yes, even the, the English store. Uh, $32.99. It is a Japanese import soundtrack disc. And that, of course, since it's a Japanese import, means you could go to other import stores and probably get it. And your mileage will vary as to who's got the best deal and which store you like dealing with the best. So go make your decisions there. All right. That's it for 15. 
I hope that the Gilgamesh battle has a remix of Battle of the Big Bridge. <laughs> All right. Um, Atlas put out a survey, and it's weird. They want to know if you want to see a new At- Persona 5, Persona HD remasters, or other spinoffs. And it it's weird. The survey's in Japanese. It takes 25 minutes to complete, apparently. And they, they ask so many things. Uh, would you like to see a new fighting game for Persona 5? A board game for the Persona series? An HD remaster for Revolutions Persona 1? Um, a Persona 3 dancing game? A Persona series online game? They already had one. It didn't. Oh, wait. That was a, a Mega 10 game, wasn't it? Huh? Yep. A Persona shooter? Persona 6? A new version of Persona 5 with additional scenarios and new content? So basically listing all the things that they are actually considering. Um, that they consider... Well, at least that historically they've seen to be considered for all these games. Uh... A sequel or port for Persona Q. Uh, nothing mentioning Persona 4. So, considering Persona well, 4 is, has had all these things happen to it, I think they're good. <laughs> they've milked that cow to death. I'm, yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. One of the questions asks what other non-Atlas titles fans know about, including Breath of the Wild, Dragon Quest XI, Nier Automata, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I like that. Some Ooh. of the questions in the survey ask if fans would purchase follow-up to titles to... to uh, would purchase follow-up titles to Devil Survive 2 Record Breaker, Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE, Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey, SMT4 Apocalypse, and Odin Sphere Left Razier. So, Whatever. We'll see what comes of that survey. Um, they might do this one in English too. I know I've done Atlas surveys. I my, here's my prediction, folks. You know all that that giant paragraph of things they could do with Persona properties. They're just going to do all of them, every single one of those. They'll do them all. Just they don't need your opinions. They're going to do them all. All right, no one cares. We got two kickstarters for you this week. And did we talk about the Apocalypse Now one last week? Yes, yeah, we, we did. did. So we don't have to cover it. Um, Sunless Skies, which is a follow-up to Sunless Sea, has got a Kickstarter. Uh, let's see. And Sunless Skies is a 2D top-down story-led game of exploration, corruption, and jeopardy from Fail Better Games. It's a successor to Sunless Sea, but you don't need to know Sunless Sea to enjoy and play Sunless Skies, um, which is fine. Except I don't know how it's an RPG, but whatever. And uh, 15 bucks gets you in for the game. That's their bottom one, and then in the top end they have um oh, someone already bought that one. Is there more expensive? It's weird how they do this now. Oh, all the expensive ones have been purchased. The most expensive one you can get right now is 150 pounds, and it's uh all the you know, you get a bunch of stuff. Just a, it's like the collector's edition, super duper. Wow, um, yeah, they have sold out of all of their big packs. Yeah, the cartographer pack is also gone. Um, but if for $2,500, create a port with us. You receive every reward, and let's see. You work with the Fail Better team to design a unique location in the game with its own history and narrative. So like a port for your locomotive to, to dock at. Um, and yes, you are, you are driving basically a, a flying train. Choo-choo. So there you go. Uh, yeah, there you go. And uh, that's Sunless Sea. Not a very offensive Kickstarter. So go. Wait, how are they on their goal? They've got $250,000 out of their $125,000 goal. So they've made it. Yeah. They're good. People liked that game. So <laughs> what do you know? 
Um, let's see. We've got a Super Bowl ad, so you can go see that this weekend. It's for the Switch. We don't have Super... There's no RP Gamer Super Bowl ad. There's a Nintendo Super Bowl ad. That's what I meant to say. It's for the Nintendo Switch. So you go check that out this weekend. Um, or you can go watch it now. Like on the eShop on Nintendo, they've got the ad. You just click a button and watch the extended version. So it's longer than, than what will be on TV. It's kind of dumb. So... Yeah, seeing that ad on the Wii U screen was very morbid to me. <laughs> it's like, take a look at what's dis- <laughs> displacing you, you, and despair. Ah. I-, I tweeted this out. I said it's like making the Wii U bury its own grave before the Switch <laughs> shoots it in the back of the head. No, there'll always be Mario Maker to keep the Wii U going. Yeah, until they port it to the Switch. No, nah, they can't because you don't have the... You can't use the touchscreen while you're hooked to the TV. You could, they could implement a... Uh, I don't know. I think they could Who do wants it. to do that without the touchscreen is what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, We'll see. All right. Yokai Watch 2 is coming to Europe finally, April 7th. Yokai Watch 1 sold better in Europe than either North America or Japan. Uh, we have a story up on the site that I will just point you to with a bunch of details about combat for Ease 8. So if you're into Ease 8, go check that out. Um, <laughs> Pokemon Sun and Moon had a global mission that actually succeeded. <laughs> um, I even gave up joining these, but uh, damn, I should have done it. Uh, in four days and with another 10 to go, po- Sun and Moon players managed to trade a million Pokemon using the GTS. Oh, basically, they lowered the goals. That's what happened. <laughs> uh, oh, I forgot to mention I completed my Pokedex last yes. Sunday. Good job. You are yeah, cl- you're I, a master. I know. I, I went through about 24 hours where I didn't know what to do with my life afterwards. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> You should watch a depressing visual novel anime adaptation. That sounds like a pick-me-up. <laughs> right. Continuing with that theme, the founder of Namco Bandai passed away, or excuse me, the founder of Namco passed away at 91. Uh, this is a dude what made Pac-Man, right? <laughs> excuse me. Yes. Yes. Uh, what is his name? Let's actually say his name. Uh, Masaya Nakamura. So, there you go. Um... Wii U production has officially ended, which I thought already happened, but okay. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey has a trailer, and it's been viewed more than the Breath of the Wild trailer. <gasps> no, Probably this is exciting to me. Because nobody knows what the hell's going on in this game. Why is that exciting? Because in order for a system to thrive, it needs to have things other than RPGs. So the fact that people are interested in a not-RPG game on a system makes me very, very happy. Okay. Uh, Nintendo of, Amer- of Europe is getting into the survey business. P- survey is popular this week. They're testing to see how familiar Nintendo gamers are with certain brands. What? So how does this work? Um, oh, it's in a different language. Uh, a survey from Nintendo of Europe uh, includes Nintendo franchises as well as third-party tr- franchises like Call of Duty and Grand Theft Auto. We don't know what they're going to do with the results, but maybe they're looking at what to focus on marketing for the Switch or something. I don't know. Uh, Stranger of Sword City Revisited is coming to North America on February 28th. So what is this? Um, what? So this is Stranger of Sword City, which is already out on the Vita, but this is Revisited, right? I thought it was already out. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's about. an enhanced version. 
Was it already out on the Vita or did this one not come to the Vita originally? Yeah, it's already out on the Vita. Oh, so it's an enhanced version. It's coming out to the Vita, um, North America, February 28th. It'll be $29.99 uh, from the... What? Some more details. Blah, 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 blah. Stranger Sword City. That's the same story intro. Um, Stranger Sword City Revisited uses the previously re- released by NIS America PS Vita version of Stranger Sword City as the base of the game, but with additional content of new classes, reworked combat and gameplay system, items, and additional dialogue, a dungeon, excuse me, players will be able to enjoy a different experience. So you just got to buy it again? That's crazy. Maybe it'll <clears throat> fix some of the problems that was in the game. The other versions of Sword City will be getting sales when, um, from February 28th through March 6th. So the Xbox One version will be 75% off. The Steam version will be half off. So I I don't know what to tell you. Like, why this is only on the Vita, why, why it costs full price if you already bought it, and why the other ones are on sale. Should you bother playing them at this point if this one's much better? I don't know anything. I... Ugh. I just feel bad about that for some reason. All right. Root Letter, which is a... That's a visual novel game, isn't it? Um, yep. That's surpassed 200,000 in worldwide sales. Um, so there. Have you played that, Alex? It sounds like something yeah, you've played it. Is it any good? Yeah, I, I liked it. Okay. I reviewed it on Mac's other site. All right. Cool. I just thought it was kind of amazing because this game sold less than 9,000 copies in Japan. Really? Yeah. Ooh. But it sold 200,000 worldwide. That's cool. Wow. 4,855 copies sold on Vita and 4,000 on PS4. Wow. In Japan. (laughs) Back when it released. I don't know if it's the sort of game that there's like a lot of in Japan, but it's relatively unique in the West. I don't know. It seems like I've got a choice of a lot of visual novels to play nowadays. Yeah, this one's a lot different than most of the visual novels oh okay well, this one's it's got quite a bit of different style to it so i need a graphing calculator <laughs> no no <laughs> that's, no, that's a... world end economica wait what <laughs> that's world of what that's world end economica that's the one written by the spice and wolf oh my um, god that's an actual game name you just said w- world end economica Wolfram. episode one yeah. on steam it's a visual yeah. novel that yeah, neither impresses. Economica. Oh my gosh. <laughs> World End Economica. Here's the headline on by Ethan on Silicon Area. World End Economica is a visual novel that neither impresses visually nor is a novel. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> the second bit. Second I, bit is. Yeah. The okay. first rule: never this- take a loss. The second rule: never forget the first. Okay. Are we talk um, what are we talking about anymore? All I remember all I remember about Spice and Wolf was it was a, a series about medieval economics, but everyone was distracted by the wolf girl. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well the well, the is about space economics. <laughs> no spice, no wolf, just full on moon economics. It's the stock market on the moon. It's a high flying rocket to the coolest economic story around. Be involved in an intense trading, talk to girls about stocks. <laughs> If you haven't invested in a company yet, what are you waiting for? Hollow is a wolf harvest deity originally from a place in the north known as Yoitsu. What? Okay, I'm done with all of this. What is all? I don't know what. Ha- Stardew Valley's getting a physical release, guys. <sighs> Yay. It'll no longer be a PSN and Xbox Store exclusive. Um, there, 
505 Games is going to put it out physically. They're working with Concerned Ape to put together physical copies of the PS4 and Xbox One versions. Um, they previously put out physical copies of Rocket League and Terraria. Uh, so the physical game will be $29.99. Digital copies are $14.99. Um, there you go. Enjoy There's the that. Premium. That, that tells you all those people, all those pu- publishers that are putting out um, physical games and selling them for the same price on the on the store, they are truly ripping you off, as you can tell by the price differences here. So, yay, modern publishing. <sighs> I demand a $15 price break on all PSN versions of retail games. I demand it now. So there. Ryzen Zero. Oh, wait, Anna, it's time for your section. We got one for Horizon Zero. Uh, we have a Horizon Zero Dawn trailer. A Dragon War, uh, Dragon Warriors, Dragon Warriors Godseekers. No, no, Dungeon Dynasty Warrior. Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors Godseekers trailer. And a Digimon World Next Order trailer. Those are launch trailers. Yep. Um, we have a Persona Five trailer showing off costumes from the first Persona, Persona Two, and Persona Three. So. Oh, we don't have that trailer. That one's on Silicon uh, uh, Era. Okay. I thought that was interesting because I thought that that was interesting because you know modern Persona games don't really acknowledge the first two. Ah, uh, that's true. They're so different. Well, four and three are in the same world, so I think that's why. Uh, so, so soon too, technically, if you believe the TV interviews. Oh, okay. Well, I, th- I know that one and two are in the same world because they got the butterfly thing going on, right? So yeah. I don't know. Well, th- Three references too, because it sort of interviews the characters for like the TV bit. Really? Yeah. A TV bit? Like, oh, this is like yeah, a thing when that happens in the, the game? TV and the um. Oh. I Dawn. didn't. I didn't catch that. Cool. Um. All right. So those trailers are. We don't have them on our site, so just. Usually when I talk about trailers, I mean that we have them on our site. So this one is not on there. So go to Silicon Era for those trailers, I guess. Um, maybe they'll show up on our site later. Uh, I don't have any messages for you. So I'm going to put in a big plug for feedback. Feedback for the show. We need it. It makes this section actually exist. So you need to send an email to podcast.rpgamer.com. Call us at 608-729-4098. Or you can go to forums.rpgamer.com. Um, and uh, you can post a, a thread in the message board. Or not a thread. You post in the show thread. So there you go. Uh, we have some new game releases, though. Let me tell you what's coming out this week. Toho Genso Wander is coming out for PS4 and Vita on February 7th. Atelier Sophie, the Alchemist of the Mysterious Books, coming out for PC. Knights of Azure is also coming out for PC. Neo is coming out on the PS4. So those are your big, those are your big releases. Um, um, we also have some Chronos coming out on Steam, which is a, an inexpensive um, game. Here, actually, let me bring up the Steam client and tell you. Chronos, uh, which only costs five dollars and ninety-four cents. Apparently, I don't really understand that price point, but I love it. Um, is a come on load Chronos. Isn't that the same name as an Oculus game? Action RPG puzzle. is <laughs> It's a, an action RPG with lots of combats, item customization, and puzzle solving. That's what the uh, little st- stinger says on there. And it is indeed $5.94 because it's on sale right now. It's normally 7 bucks. Tale of Fallen Dragons is another game. Uh, so Kronos is out now. Tale of Fallen Dragons is out on February 6th. 
Uh, it's in early access right now, or it will be in early access on February 6th. Excuse me. That is a dungeon crawler game with roguelike elements. So, And then Xenon Valkyrie is another roguelike game. Uh, that one's $9, and is that one out now? That one is out now. It's a roguelike with many RPG elements, um, which you have to get to the deepest part of a moon and finish the plans of a wicked witch. Um, you'll be able to get many weapons randomly as you fight. So, And... Uh, you can go check that out and it's got a very cave world looking pixel art thing going on but with more stuff going on and of course it's a roguelike and stuff so there you go and uh, i said cave world i meant cave story that's uh those are your releases for the week so now i have to ask all of you who are on the show with me what are you going to be playing anna marie uh dragon quest 8 i want to try to get as close to done as possible this week. atelier sophie mpc isn't calling out to you at all no because i want to play it on vita okay dragon quest 8 for anna marie kelly Will you be will you be focusing a bit more? Um, maybe. I, <laughs> I know you don't have weekend. to commit to that. I'm sorry to put you on the spot there. Kelly, I know this weekend. I want to try and get as far into that um, Final Fantasy 14 quest as I can, and then during the week, I'll probably be focusing a bit on Tokyo Mirage sessions. I, I usually only play MMOs on the weekends anyway, just because it's easier and we I just tend got to the, uh, need we to just, go to bed. We just got the vocal collection disc for Fire Emblem. Yeah, can't for, wait to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. All right. And uh, Alex, what will you be playing? Yeah, I'm playing more Dynasty Warriors, Godseekers, and Earthlock. Hmm. Also, awards probably be coming this week. Yeah, I need to schedule the show for that. Uh all right. Um, let's see. What came out last week that we've all been ignoring? Dig- Digimon World and Hand of Fate and Earthlock. Okay. Uh, Anna, you, you lied about something. What did I lie about? You have been playing or will be playing Fire Emblem Heroes this week. Yeah, but I want to focus on Dragon Quest Eight. Okay. Got it. Um, let's see, the, uh, let's see, the, um, stuff for me will probably be more Eleven and, um, Wind Waker, right? I don't see that changing, but maybe it will. Um, that would be, actually, that'd be bad. I shouldn't do more. I need to focus. Focus, focus, focus. Else, what are you focusing on? Uh, I'm not sure. Probably try and finish, well, uh, finish and or get further with Berseria. All right. And uh, is that everybody? Did I leave anybody out? I think you're good. All yeah, right. Thanks, good. So Alice is playing the most newest, biggest RPG then, right? No, wait, Alex, what did you say you were playing? I've already forgotten. Oh, my God. Godseekers. Godseekers. Right. That's okay. newer. That is newer. Sure it's bigger. No, you're right. Well, <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> But people listening who want to know about the new stuff, they're probably most interested in that and Berseria. Uh, thanks, guests, for being on this week. Thank you, Alex, Alice, Kelly, and Anna Marie, and you, dear listener, for listening. Thank you, Dale North, for doing the music, Kelly, for doing the art. Um, thank you, everybody. We have a question of the week, do we? Uh, should we just carry over the one from last week since nobody answered it? What's the first game you remember playing? That's right. I'm taking the lazy way out. Maybe you can actually send feedback in this week. Ah, no one cares. All right. 
that's it. Right? Yes? Yes. All right. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll be back next week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Uh, Twitch.tv slash RPGamer is where you can watch the show live. Uh, you can also check the highlight for the previous week's show. I assume. Well, not the highlight. We don't highlight it, but we let it sit in the queue until it deletes. Um, you can uh, download it, of course, at RPGamer.com. We're on iTunes. Rate us. Those ratings do help a lot. So uh, thank you in advance for any of that stuff you do. Um, and let us know what you want to see changed about the podcast, about the site, any of that sort of stuff. This is the time for that sort of thing. Let me say that. So thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll catch you next week. Until then, goodbye.